0: The Medicare annual election period is often referred to as open enrollment, and it's rapidly approaching. In this episode, we're going to break down what you can expect and what you can do to prepare for this important time period.
1: But before we start, my name is Cameron Giardini, and together with my co-host, Joanne Giardini-Russell, we operate Giardini Medicare, which is an independent insurance agency based out of southeast Michigan. Although we are based in Michigan, we do work virtually over the phone to directly help consumers in about 13 states to find the right Medicare coverage for them. If we do not work in your state, we will connect you with another trusted independent agent that will be able to help you find the right coverage that you want. And even if you choose not to work with us, we know that the information in today's podcast will help you have a successful and stress-free transition to Medicare. So with that out of the way, we'll go through a brief outline of what we will discuss in today's episode. So we're going to talk about how the Medicare annual election period is often viewed as one of the most confusing and hectic time periods for most people that are on Medicare. As you may know, this is the time where TV ads are running nonstop. There's ads on Facebook, wherever you see online, as well as your phone ringing off the hook for people trying to reach you. Again, this episode is just designed to help you understand what this time period is for, So you can make changes without being overwhelmed and use this time period to your benefit. But now I'll have Joanne talk about when is the annual election period.
0: All right, so when is it? The annual election period occurs every single year and it runs from October 15th until December 7th. So if you make a change in your coverage during that time window, your newly elected coverage will take effect on January 1st of the following year. During the annual election period, Generally, the last plan that you enroll into between October 15th and December 7th will be the one that goes into effect for you on January 1st of the following year. This can be really important. So if you feel if you have made a mistake with changing your coverage, it's very possible to fix it if you catch that within that window from October 15th until December 7th. So before that election period is over, if you file a second or even a third plan, the plan that you file last will be effective for you on January 1st. Now, there is a special note here. The annual election period of time is designed for individuals that are already enrolled in Medicare. This is the window so that they can review and possibly change the coverage that they have right now. This is not an enrollment period for people to enroll in Medicare Part A and Part B for the very first time. You can listen to our Medicare enrollment period episode for more details about that.
1: A couple of quick things to point out there. So first off, it is kind of annoying to always say annual election period. So if you hear us say AEP, At any point during this episode, no, we are talking about the same thing. It's just an acronym, of course, for annual election period. Also, like Joanne just mentioned, this is not designed for you to actually enroll in Part A and Part B for the first time. Now, if you're turning 65 during the fall, it doesn't mean you can't. It's just you're using different election periods than specifically the AEP. So of course, if you have questions, you can email us or reach out, but you can also listen to our other episode that talks about all those enrollment periods like Joanne just mentioned.
0: And one more thing before we move on, Cam, people that are turning 65, typically the next quarter or maybe the first six months of the following year, for some reason, they tend to think that AEP of this year affects them. They're not even 65. They're not enrolled in Medicare A or B, but they're feeling the stress already kind of rising from Medicare. So don't let that kind of trip you up either. It has nothing to do with you in that case either.
1: Yeah, if you're sitting here right now and you're turning 65 in early 2023 don't worry about aep it's just going to stress you out for no reason (laughs) so uh, and part of the reason that you are going to be potentially stressed out is all of the advertisements so we'll just talk about that briefly and kind of what you can expect and what you might see out there so it seems like i would say this is probably the biggest reason that aep has become more confusing during the recent years and that's just because the sheer quantity of advertisements and mail, everything, outreach, whatever you want to call it, that is only picked up in recent years during this time period. So we are going to have another episode very, very soon, which highlights all of the advertisements in detail and talks about what they're actually advertising. Because of course, they never say it. They try to hide things, but we'll kind of highlight that in more detail. You probably know this as the Joe Namath commercials, So that is what we are going to be discussing. And all of these advertisements, you know, outreaches, whatever you want to call it, they're done for one purpose and, and really one purpose only. And that is to get you to call a toll-free phone number or some call center somewhere where they just want you to call in so that they can get you into their system and try to see if they can switch your plans. So the easiest way to usually avoid this, again, of course, we're biased. It's always in our episodes, but you should contact an independent insurance agent that is familiar with your local market. So of course, if you don't have an agent, you can reach out to us or we can get you connected with somebody. And if you just never want to use an agent for whatever reason, you can always reach out to your state's ship counselors if you prefer that method. So now that we talked briefly about the advertisements, Joanne will bring it back to what you can look for in the mail that's not advertisements, but what is actually more important for you.
0: So this is really important. You need to understand what documents you should be considering and looking at that are going to help you during this AEP process. So now that we briefly mentioned what you should avoid during the AEP, we're going to talk about some important documents that you need to pay attention to and really look for. So the very first document, and it's very, very important, as I said, is called an annual notice of change. We call it an ANOC, A-N-O-C, But if you're enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan or a Part D prescription drug plan with an insurance company, they have to send you what's called an ANOC, this annual notice of change. And they need to send it to you every year legally. They need to send that out by September 30th. And this notice is really important because it contains all the specific information about your plan that you're currently enrolled in and how it's going to change for the upcoming year. So we're going to talk about some some things that you're going to be looking for that are contained in this document. You're going to see information about your premium. You know what your current premium is today, but what is it going to be looking like in January? What is your deductible going to look like in January? What are your co-pays and other plan benefits going to look like? and what is your provider network, your pharmacy options. So again, those things are super important because your plan, you're looking at your plan based on the current year, all those features and how it works for you today, and it may not look like that in January. So you got to be really cognizant of that. So you need to get Mm -hmm. that document, review that annual notice of change, pay attention to any part of it that you think is going to affect you directly. So these changes are also going to apply to everyone on the plan. They're not singling you out. If you use Walgreens and it's no longer a preferred pharmacy, it's not just because you like Walgreens, okay? It's happening to everybody across the board.
1: Yeah, that's always good to, good to bring up. People always say, well, my premium's changing or why is this happening? It's It's just because the plan premium, you know, the amount you pay per month is changing across the board. So this is affecting thousands of people at a time. But of course, the annual notice of change which does exactly what it sounds like, that is going to be your best bet for your first glimpse into what your coverage will be for next year. And a lot of times you actually get this before agents do. So if you reach out to an agent or somebody else and say, hey, what's happening? Why is this changing? We might not even know because the carriers don't really tell us always until the beginning of October. But I will point out that if you reach out to us with questions, we are able to answer these once we look into it and we can help you start figuring out a plan for next year. Now, one of the most important documents you can ever look at when it comes to actually what is contained with your plan's details, it's going to be the evidence of coverage or the EOC, it can be called. So Joanne just mentioned that the ANOC or the ANOC or the annual notice of change, that's more of a a brief overview. So it just kind of talks about premiums, really minor changes. But the evidence of coverage, that is your go-to legal document. It talks about everything your plan covers and more. So that is going to be the best thing to look at if you really want to get into the details of what you're looking at for next year with your plan. So your current company, they may send the evidence of coverage by late September as well. They might send it with the ANOC. However, it's probably not going to happen. More and more, they are doing this online. So a lot of times you'll receive in your documents that say you can go online, you can go to your portal for your specific insurance company, and you can find your evidence of coverage there. Now, another thing you can also do if you don't want to do that, you can give them a call and you can request that they send you the EOC. A big thing to know about the EOC or the evidence of coverage is you don't have to review the entire thing in its entirety. This is where an agent comes into play. We can highlight what's important, what you need to know. These documents are hundreds of pages long, so if you are wondering about very specific benefits, it can be helpful to just go to those specific pages and figure out those in more detail.
0: And just a little tip on the the evidence of coverage, as Cameron just mentioned, sometimes these are hundreds of pages long. 300 pages is not uncommon at all Easily. for a Medicare Advantage plan. Exactly. So tip, uh, use Control-F. And we're starting to see that. It's funny. On the <laughs> yes. carrier documents. So if you don't know that on your computer... If you want to find the word authorization, you do a control F, type in the word authorization, and it will scan the whole document and save you hours of time potentially. So please use control F.
1: Yeah. And if you don't want to get as involved as the evidence of coverage, another great document you can start looking at in October is the Summary of Benefits. Now, again, it's kind of what the name sounds like. That is a summary. So it's kind of a mix. It's definitely not as brief as the annual notice of change. And it's nowhere near 300 pages like some of those evidence of coverage. So your plan's probably not going to send you this directly, but you can find it online. You can ask your agent. Again, you can call the company to see if you can request a summary of benefits if you can't find them online. But these documents are probably a couple dozen pages, and they really just give you a brief highlight of every single Coverage detail, it doesn't go into specific detail, but it will tell you what you need to know as the most important things that are covered by your plan. And just again, these are for Part D prescription plans as well as Medicare Advantage plans. And they're a great way to confirm whether or not you are happy with these changes or if you want to start looking at options for the upcoming year, which for this case is 2023.
0: Perfect. So let's kind of transition over to what should you actually be doing during AEP if you have Medicare Advantage?
1: Yeah, we talked about ads. We talked about the documents you'll get. So Joanne can talk about what you can actually do during this time of year.
0: Yep. So here's some changes. Again, this is only for Medicare Advantage enrolled people that are enrolled in those plans. These are the changes you can make during this window here. you can And just a
1: quick reminder, if anyone's also thinking, what about Part C? A lot of times Medicare Advantage plans are referred to as Part C. We're talking about the exact same thing. We never call it Part C because we think it's misleading. But again, (laughs) just a quick reminder.
0: Very good point. Very good point. So, again, some changes that you can make if you have a Part C Medicare Advantage plan and you would like to change to a different Medicare Advantage plan. Maybe you saw, you know, your friend has some different benefits, whatever. If you want to look into that, this is your opportunity to do that and make that change. You can also, if you decide to go to maybe a different friend has a Medicare supplement, which we call Medigap and a standalone prescription drug plan. And you would prefer that route and path to Medicare. You can do that if you qualify for the Medigap plan. You have to qualify via your health. You're going to go through medical questions. And if you qualify, you can have the plan starting January 1st. Or you can just change and revert back to original Medicare and a prescription drug plan, meaning you would have only A and B on January 1st, along with a prescription drug plan. You would be responsible for the 20% that Medicare is not going to cover. So that's not a recommended path by us, but it is certainly possible.
1: Yeah, we always bring up every change you can make. It doesn't mean you should. We just don't want people saying, well, you didn't tell me. I could just go to Medicare itself. But of course, that's not recommended. And another really important thing to highlight here, like Joanne talked about, if you want to go to a Medicare supplement plan during AEP, in most states, you're still going to have to qualify for that plan based on your health. So this time of year, it's a lot of, it's a main reason we don't call it open enrollment is because it is not an open ticket or, you know, a get out of jail free card where this time of year you can get whatever plan you want, no questions asked. If you want Medigap and you currently have Medicare Advantage, there is a very good chance you'll have to qualify based on your health and your pre-existing conditions still.
0: Right. That shocks people every year.
1: Always does. So now just an overview of things to think about if you do have Medicare Advantage and you're either looking at making changes or you're just looking at comparing your options. So these plans Medicare Advantage plans they are yearly contracts and when I say yearly I mean on the calendar year so that is basically January 1st until December 31st and these benefits they can change every single calendar year this includes copays you know benefits co-insurance provider pharmacy networks all across the board these changes can happen and they can range from very minor you know a copay might change from $5 to $10 Or it could be very important where a hospital system you use, they're not in that plan's network anymore. So you just want to see what the changes are and if you can live with them pretty much. Now, you also want to consider your overall health needs. And this goes back to the advertisements. So if you see an ad and you get caught on one specific benefit, don't change plans without figuring out if the whole plan meets your needs. That is always a big thing, you just want to make sure everything matches and that's where again the summary benefits, evidence of coverage, all that comes into play. And then also with Medicare Advantage, you'll want to check copays for certain procedures. So if you're having a surgery coming up or whatever's most important to you, just look at the copays for those treatments to see if it works for you. Same thing with provider networks, you'll always want to double check to make sure your plan still provides coverage for your doctors, you know, hospitals, dental so on and so forth. It's always good to double check this time of year. And last but not least, when it comes to Medicare Advantage, just don't get caught up in the hype unless the plan fits you. I again, I just said this, but I really want to hammer it home. Don't get a plan that is going to pay you for groceries but doesn't cover your doctors if your doctors are important to you. And we'll talk more about that in our advertisements episode, but I always want to make that I always want to hammer that home
0: huge to hammer that home because we get we yep. hear that every year. People are calling because they see everything on TV and Joe says you deserve, you know, everything you deserve you can get, which isn't always true.
1: So, yeah, and a lot of times you don't know that there's an issue until January because again, the changes you make in October through December, those aren't going into effect until January 1st. Right. So we get the calls in the beginning of the year of people that realize it it might not be the right choice. But <laughs> <Whoops>. uh <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah, so another Another thing that you'll want to consider during AEP is if you have Medigap and Part D, which Joanne will talk about next.
0: So these are the changes that you can make. So if you have a standalone prescription drug plan plus a current Medigap contract with an insurance carrier, you can do a few things. You can enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan and disenroll from the Medigap plan and the Part D coverage, which is separate. The two pieces there. You can replace <laughs> it with a Medicare Advantage plan if you'd like to. Maybe your budget has changed. Maybe you can't afford your coverage, maybe you're just not, it doesn't matter why, if that's something you want to do, come talk to us about it and we'll put you into a Medicare Advantage plan as of January 1st. And you 1st. don't
1: have to go based on your health in that situation. Correct. That's needed.
0: a great point. So there's no medical underwriting with any Medicare Advantage plan, so it's just a matter of talking to us, making sure you know, your doctors and prescriptions are in a new good plan for you, and we'll start that for you on January 1st. The second thing that you can do when you have a Medigap plan and a standalone Part D is you can change your Part D plan. So this is very, very common because most people have some sort of change with their medications during the year, or maybe they didn't take any medications last year, now they take one. Depends. And then again, going back to that annual notice of change, maybe you looked at the material and two of your medications are changing drastically with your current plan. So it's really important that you understand that you can change that during this window. So this is most of the activity uh, in the fall, truly, is for the Part D plans, and that Mm -hmm. is something you really need to pay attention to. The last and changing thing t- your
1: Part D does not impact your Medigap in any way.
0: Oh, very, very, very good point. has nothing to do with it. In fact, again, like Cameron says here is impacting the Medigap. People think also that because you have this window for your Part D plan and Medicare Advantage plans, they mm-hmm. all tend to think that they have to change their Medigap plan. Let's say they have a Plan F and they want to go to a Plan G and they want to see if they can qualify based on their health. In most states, again, medical underwriting will come into play, but- That's not always during this window. In fact, it's never during that window. This window for Medigap, if you want to change something like that, you can do that any month of the calendar year. And if you really, if you're doing it during this window, it's a tough time because everyone is, agents especially, are so busy with Part D plans and changing everything else that you're just going to get lost in the shuffle. So, you know, pause, keep that as something you want to do, but put it on the burner for February, okay? So uh, there's no reason to think that everything has to be changed during this six, seven-week window.
1: Yeah. And I will say, just to clarify that, we're not saying don't make a change. You know, If you're healthy and it's November and you want to go from one Medigap to another, you know, don't wait for your health to change. Make the change if you can and if that's something you want to do. But also think about it just ahead of time. That's the whole point of this. Think about it in September and think about it around the annual election period. If you want to make a Medigap change going forward, don't wait for the fall annual election period to do so.
0: It'll take longer, too. So if you are going in that window, too, just know the carriers are backed up, too. So to get a decision, don't panic, but it might take you three yep. weeks.
1: Yeah, just understand what you're getting into if you if you want to make the change now. Mm-hmm. And then with that in mind, we'll just talk about more things to think about if you do have Medigap coverage. Oftentimes, what comes up now is you see advertisements more and more for Medicare Advantage plans. And this is when everybody with Medigap will say, well, what about Medicare Advantage? Is that something I should go to now? Well, maybe you know now is the time to consider those options of course we recommend thinking about this more conceptually before aep we're not saying you can always make the change then but it is a big decision you don't want to just see an advertisement on thanksgiving watching football and then all of a sudden you have to choose in a week if you want to go from medigap to medicare advantage so consider all of the coverage details before making a change Again, Medigap and Medicare Advantage is very, very different. So you can always listen to our other episodes or watch our YouTube videos about those differences before making a change. And like Joanne said, you can change Medigap year round if you can qualify. So this is more for people that are sitting there in the summer months or the spring and they're saying, Well, I, you know, I can't wait for fall to consider changing from 1 Medigap to another. I I just want to start saving money or I want to go to plan G or plan N, like I've seen all these videos about don't sit there in the spring or the summer and say I I have to wait for the fall. Just do it now. Reach out and if your health allows it, you can make that change anytime. And lastly, just review your Part D coverage if you have Medigap. Even if your medications haven't changed, you'll always want to double check that your Part D plan is right for you going into next year. The plans can change, you know, what you're looking for may change, but just because nothing as far as your prescriptions has changed doesn't mean you don't want to do a quick part D review every year in the fall. And this can take 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's very easy process. So just always double check before January comes or really before December 7th. And now we're getting closer to the end here. So I'll just have Joanne talk briefly about what you can do if you only have Medicare Part A and Part B currently going into the annual election period.
0: Right. So some of you out there only have original Medicare, which is Part A and Part B and nothing else. Maybe, Maybe you have a prescription drug plan to go along with that. Maybe you don't. But this is also your window, if this applies to you, this would be your window October 15th to December 7th to enroll into a Medicare Advantage plan if you'd like to do that or get a prescription standalone Part D plan for the very first time. But do remember, if you've not had either of those coverages be aware that you might be subjected to a a penalty depending on how long you didn't have any prescription drug coverage but this would be the time window you can do that and make that change
1: yep and you can always go into a medigap plan if you are healthy and can qualify but again that can be done any time of the year i kind of alluded to this already but just one quick reminder a lot of times our clients will reach out and they just say hey i like my coverage do i have to change it what do i have to pay attention to so the answer is no, you don't have to change it in most circumstances. Of course, pay attention. The whole point of this time period is you take 10, 15 minutes, you figure out how your plan is changing, and figure out are you okay with those changes. Now, if you are okay with it, all you do is you sit back, and as long as your plan is continuing for next year, you will continue to be covered by your Medicare Advantage or Part D plan for next year. Now, if you're not okay with the changes or your plan no longer being offered, that is where you will have to actively... Seek out help and try to find new plans that might fit your situation.
0: I think that's one of the hardest things for people to get to really understand because, again, it hits you in October and you've gone from January till October potentially with your current plan. You've been going into your pharmacy. Everything works pretty good. You got under control. And the last thing you really want to think about is the change, right? But, again, you can't get lulled into that false sense of security of thinking that this year is going to repeat into next year. And that's very difficult to get across to the consumer because they just figure it's just going to keep going on and on like it is. And we know it's going to happen mm-hmm. in January if you're not paying attention. That's why we try and bring this so much to your attention.
1: Yeah, and we've talked about it briefly, but a lot of times, you know, these plan changes are minor, but sometimes they're huge. You know, I've seen Part D plans that double in price, but from 30 to $70, even more than double per month. So these can be big changes. And again, even if you like your plan, if if you find out it's no longer being offered or has drastically changed, just because you like it now does not mean you'll like it from one year to the next. So although the annual election period, also known as AEP, can seem overwhelming due to the sheer volume of advertisements, you can use some of the simple steps that we talked about in today's episode to have a stress-free and simplified AEP. As always, we recommend having an independent Medicare broker like ourselves help you through the fall enrollment period to find the right coverage for your needs. With that being said, please leave us a review on your podcast app and check out our Medicare content on YouTube by searching Giardini Medicare on YouTube. You can also send us an email at info at or call us at 248-871-7756. Thank you.